Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're beginning Romans chapter 8, Life in the Spirit. So I'm going to read the passage and we'll dig right in. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So as we look at this section, there's so many amazing concepts in it. What stands out to you apart from all of it? Uh, let's see, uh, pretty simplistic to me. And then we make it really complex as we talk about it. But like, listen, it's the same battle Paul was just talking about. There's a carnal and there's a spirit world. There's a flesh world and there's a spirit world. And if you want to be about Jesus, then you're going to walk in the spirit world. And if you want to be about yourself, you're going to walk in the carnal world or the flesh world. And that's where the battle is all the time. Mm. Absolutely. And that's where we come in at Heavenward Thinking. We uh, can totally relate to this passage because at Heavenward Thinking, we're trying to get our mind set not on these earthly things it talks about. We're trying to get our mind set on the heavenward things, the things of the Spirit. And and that's what really Heavenward Thinking is all about, getting us to lift our eyes from the things of this world, getting caught up in the world, compromising with the world, and making sure that we're standing firmly on the Word of God, looking heavenward to Jesus. And that, to me, uh, where the Holy Spirit comes in here as well, that really helps us in our Heavenward Thinking relying on the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're all about here at Heavenward Thinking. So I think this is a great uh, plug-in for the show, uh, as well as an awesome uh, applicable passage, because it should really transform how we live, making sure that we're living our daily life not on the flesh, as as we talked about in Romans 7. uh, We're always going to have struggles and temptations. We're always going to do the things that we don't want to do, the things we know that are wrong, Uh, but we really need to strive to do what is right and to live according to the Spirit, as it says here. Yeah. How can we do that as Christians? Well, I, I mean, I think that you you hit it pretty – again, I, I hate to make this complex. You want to make it simplistic, right? The simple thing is what you just laid out. I mean, we could finish this whole show right with that. Listen, you have to think heavenwardly. Mm. You, you got to think outside of the box. And if you do think outside of the box, one of the cool things is there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It gives us the freedom to try, right? If, if you're – caught up in the law, then you got to follow the law. And the second you mm. you break it, you're in deep trouble. But if you're caught up in Jesus, then there's this freedom that comes along that Paul says that allows us to try. It allows us to walk forward. We, we're not going to love everybody perfectly, but we try. Mm. And now there's no condemnation because Jesus looks at it and says, you're trying. Your focus is on me. You tried to love well there. You didn't get it, but I'll cover it, right? Mm. It, it's 
it's the concept. I think of it as, you know, simplistic in nature. You have to bear with me. You know, when I, when I was a kid, you know, you would order food from the restaurant and sometimes your eyes were bigger than your stomach, but there was no fear in it because your dad would finish it. Mm. Right. Like it was covered for you. Like you didn't have to worry about, you tried to eat as much as you could. Right. But then it was, it was covered for you. Right. That's the same concept, not food wise, but with God that we do what we can do. And, and then it's covered by Jesus. It gives us the freedom to try. There's no freedom with the law. Mm. You either do it or you're dead. It's, it's just yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, and I think that's what we've been talking about here, laying the groundwork for this uh, awesome chapter of Romans 8 where there's so many uh, promises of God. There's so many uh, components of freedom and stuff. We laid that foundation through the first uh, seven chapters yeah. of Romans where it's talking about there's freedom if you're not relying on the law and you're relying on Jesus. And here we get to the and It's all about the freedom that comes through Christ, uh, knowing that we're not burdened by the law. We need to try our best. As you said, right. we need to be striving to do the things of God, striving striving to do uh, things in submission to God and be obedient to God and and, and please God, as it says here in this uh, chapter. Uh, yeah. But we there's freedom knowing that God already made a way for us when we don't measure up. He made a way for us. As long as we're trying, we're striving after Jesus, Jesus already made the way. So we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to measure up to the law because there's the freedom of Christ. But that means we still have to try to serve Christ faithfully and make sure that we are walking according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Well, and Paul warns us, like he warns in verse nine, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed you are in the spirit, right? Mm. So Paul says, you got to make sure that you're actually in the spirit, right? We go back to what Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, there are, there are people that I don't recognize their voice. There are people who are going to call me Lord, Lord, and I'm going to say, I don't know you, right? So there are people who think they're walking in the spirit or a spirit, right? And they, they think they're doing good things, but it's really more according to their law or somebody else's law. We're walking in the spirit if we're number one in a personal relation and connection with Jesus Christ, mm. right? We know who our dad is and we are aware of the Holy Spirit. We know how it all works, right? We father the Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? They, they work in tandem together. But if we don't have that, well, then we're actually really just trying to be good people within the carnal, within the flesh, mm. right? The flesh can do good things. Right. It is, it is fantastic. Some of the things that people are able to do just out of their own will. Mm. But God says, no, I, I want you to do things that are godly. Mm. Right. Paul is, is, is encouraging us and saying, go the step above, be godly, not just good. Mm. Yeah. And going with that verse you pointed out in verse nine, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, there's another part of that verse. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So I think that goes with your warning. We need to make sure that we're in Christ because if we're not in Christ, we're not actually following the Jesus of scripture. We're following our own version or our own uh, twisted version of scripture. Uh, Then we're not going to be uh, belonging to Christ. And and that's a very scary thing because we know that if we don't have Jesus uh, we are going to spend an eternal uh, punishment in hell. Uh, so we need to make sure that we're living according to the Spirit. That we, we have the Spirit living in us, the Holy Spirit residing in us as Christians. We need to make sure that we are truly born again and following after Jesus. And that we can't just claim the promises of God if we're not living according to his word. And if we're not in right relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. I think that's a very important thing you pointed out and that Paul stresses in this. Uh, hey, little reminder, you got to be in the Spirit to have this whole section apply to you. Well, and again, then you you take what you just said, which was great, 
and you take it right back up to the beginning of this chapter, and you say, now, therefore, there is no condemnation, mm. right? Again, it, it's funny. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean there isn't any condemnation in the people around us, mm. right? What Jesus does is he knows our intent. What Jesus does is he looks and sees the motive. He sees that you're trying. He sees, you know, he knows you. He created you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strength. All those things build up compassion within Jesus for the multitude, it says, right? Mm. He looked at the people. He he knew who they were. He created them, right? <laughs> he knew all about them. He had he he had compassion for them because they were like sheep being led to the slaughter. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They were all mm. these things. We need to understand that that Paul Paul he's hard, right? He's really hard, and he presents a message that says, "You know what? You're not going to be able to do this. Mm. I don't do what I want to do. You're not going to be able to do what you mm. want to do, right?" But he then turns around after chapter seven, comes into chapter eight, and says, "Yay." Because of Christ Jesus, there's now no condemnation. Now you don't have to have a fear of doing it exactly perfectly. You don't have to have a fear that if you don't do it right, you're going to hell. You don't have to have a fear of all those things. You just have to have a fear of God, Mm. which puts you in right relationship with him, with a personal relationship with his son, Jesus. And then you let the Holy Spirit just work on you. The problem is all of this is dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Mm. But most of our churches are dependent upon people. They're dependent upon people's voices, not the Holy Spirit, right? Those two things can be spot on, Mm. but those two things can be uh, also way apart, Mm. right? Sometimes what God is calling me to do is not going to to meet up with what people are calling me to do. Absolutely. I think it's a important point you brought out about how different the tone is in this chapter. You know, we started out in Romans 1 with uh, wrath. Wrath is coming on the ungodly and we were hit by, whoa, that's a tough message. And then uh, we, we get a little bit of a reprieve from that, but we get into chapter 7 where it's, I can't even do this. You're definitely not going to be able to do this and measure up. And then it's like here in chapter 8, we have a celebration kind of chapter where it's all about freedom in Christ, as you pointed out. There is hope. We already have the way made for us by Jesus. He is the the way, the truth, and the life. We just need to make sure that we're living according to him, that we belong to him, that we don't belong to the world or the flesh, but that we're walking in line with the Spirit. And as you pointed out, the Holy Spirit is a component of our, our churches that really we don't even stress. Most people don't even know anything about the Holy Spirit. Uh, a lot of Christians I come into contact with, they don't even really know who the or what the Holy yeah. Spirit is. Uh, that's a really bad thing when we are called to live in the Spirit and to walk according to the Spirit. We need to make sure that we really know who the Holy Spirit is and how he works on behalf of Jesus and God the Father. Jesus promised that he was going to send another helper after he left. Uh, we probably need to pay attention to who the helper is, and that helper is the Holy Spirit yeah. who helps us walk, Amen. not according to the flesh, but according to God's ways, according to the Spirit. And he lifts our eyes and our perspective uh, to heavenward thinking, not earthly thinking. And that's an important point in this passage. Uh, If we were going to conclude with one last thought, what would it be on this chapter? I I think that Paul is really just trying to get us to understand that we need to focus heavenwardly. We need to start running life based on a spiritual right format not a human flesh format right mm. which basically it comes down to are you going to be selfish or are you going to be selfless your choice mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. We need to make that choice to make sure that we're walking according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. Right. Make sure our thinking isn't earthly, but is heavenward thinking. Right. Well, I hope you've been challenged by this this week, and that it gives you some encouragement to the freedom in Christ, and that you'll join us next time as we talk about being heirs with Christ here on A Fresh Perspective on Heavenward Thinking.